1: 4-7-4-6. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
2: Lift your Bibles out. Let's get into the word tonight. Let's make our confession of faith together. Somebody say, I'm expecting. Come on, say it. Type it on the screen. If you're in the building, say it. Say, I'm expecting. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us. We declare two things. We are open and we're ready. Speak to us, direct us, correct us. Do what you do when you do what you do. God, there's two messages left in this series. And you gave me an assignment to give them everything they would need so that by the end of this month, they would be able to say they have broken every curse that's been in operation in their lives so God I pray that the curse breaker anointing be released I pray that the curse breaker anointing be released right now in the name of Jesus somebody say Lord anoint me to break every curse that's been in operation in my life Can i just get you to lay your hands on your head say lord anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to be the curse breaker come on speak and say i'm the one come on y'all i only got two messages left i need to break some stuff in the spirit that's been haunting you been taunting you been resting up your money, messing up your family, messing up your health, open your mouth and say anoint me to break every curse before the end of this month. Come on Facebook, come on YouTube, let's go to work so our series is curse breaker and we've learned this every day in every decision your words and your actions choose the blessing or a curse say somebody say this say it's on me, it's on me. come on say it with authority say i make the choice See, this is how I know we can accomplish it. Because for some of you, you're like, Bishop, I got so much. I don't know how it's even possible for it to be fixed by the end of this month. Can I help you? With God, all things are possible. With man, watch me, it's not going to look that possible or probable. Watch me. Here's what God does for you. God says, I give you a choice. Here's how I know you can get it done by November 30th. Because all you got to do to break every curse is choose different. I'm not saying that the... Somebody next to you say, I just have to choose different. I... Yeah, I just have to make a different choice. Why? Deuteronomy 11:26 26 says, See, today I have set before you the blessing and a curse. Verse 27, the blessing if you obey. Pay attention. God says he connects the blessing to the obedient, which means he's not a respecter of persons. Look at me. Never look at what somebody else has and say, God, when are you going to do that for me? Instead, say, what do I have to obey so I can obtain that? Don't you ever be jealous of anybody else? Don't you ever look at anybody else and say, why me, Lord? Instead, say, why not me? Because I can choose different so I can see different. Here's what I'm excited about. You're sitting next to somebody. You're streaming with somebody that's about to make choices. Watch me. That are going to take them from the realm of the curse into the realm of the blessing. Watch me. And it's going to happen just like It's going to be like how all of a sudden did things turn around so fast in my life. It's because the moment you begin to choose to obey, God says, let me put something on you. I I just believe that there's a few of us, watch me, that the pressure you've been under is only an indication of the promise that's about to be released. Uh, why the enemy wanted you to make some bad choices let's talk he wanted you to make some curse choices but instead of making curse choices here's what the lord did for you in november he said i'm about to teach you that you're a curse breaker so that this way watch me even though you're under pressure you're not gonna make those bad choices again even though you're frustrated you're not gonna make curse choices again somebody say i choose to obey He says, the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, verse 28, and the curse, if you do not obey, which means this has nothing to do with your education. This has to do with your ability to obey. This has nothing to do with where you were born. This has nothing to do with your race. This has nothing to do with the fact that you're a woman. This has nothing to do with the fact that you're a man. This has nothing to do with the fact that you're a divorcee. This has nothing to do with the fact... Whatever you want to fill in the blank with, none of that matters. The only question is, what are you going to choose to do? I need you to lay your hands on yourself, please, and say your first name and say... Say your first name. Say choose better. Verse 28, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods you have not known. Pay attention. He says, if you turn. Look at me. You ever had somebody that you thought was one way and then you saw them turn? Here's what God says. God says, my issue with you is that you can... Begin to turn and not even pay attention. Let me prove it to you. Have you ever been driving your car and everything is good, it's going straight, and then for a moment you kind of, you know, you drop your hands off the wheel, and then, you know, you do this one. Why y'all lying? And you be driving with your thigh thigh driving. Watch me. Here's what's amazing is that even though the road looks straight and it looks like it's easy, it's easy for you to turn and to veer off track watch me because of the natural bend that's in the road which means if you're not careful you will say well I made the blessing choice last month. That's good but this is today. I made a great choice yesterday. That's great but this is today. Somebody say Lord I won't turn. I won't turn. Matter of fact, some of you need to say this. Say, I'm turning back to you. Because you've turned to everything else, to everybody else, to every other way, to every other source, to every other God, to every other person. And God says, when are you going to turn to the thing that you know works? He says, you're going after other gods which you have not known. Gods means sources. He says, you're trying other sources that have not proven themselves to be faithful. And God says, but I've proven myself to you, and I'm trying to figure out why you keep turning on me. So what does the blessing mean? It means the source of blessing. It's an empowerment to prosper. So the blessing isn't a thing. The blessing is an empowerment to do things and to get things. Somebody say, I'm empowered. It literally is the empowerment to prosper, which means, watch me, it doesn't matter where I'm at in life. As long as I choose the blessing, I will have an empowerment that can get me whatever it is that I want. Okay, see, here's what I need some of you understand. It doesn't matter even if you have to start over because you choose the blessing. i have empowered to be able to make it happen. Look at me. I need you not to be afraid of a fresh start. Y'all not going to talk to me today? I need you not to be afraid of, watch me, of being placed in a situation where you're like, well, Bishop, I'm starting back at 1, 2021. I need you not to be afraid of that. Why? Because when the blessing is a choice you've made, when that blessing is on you, you're empowered to prosper, which means you can drop me in any situation and watch me win. You can drop me in the ocean and watch me win. I'll have them sharks lined up, running. Y'all not saying nothing to me you can put me in denver put me in dallas put me in atlanta put me in miami put me in south africa put me in L- no matter where you put me the blessing is on me because i chose the blessing let me help some of you it don't matter where you at you gonna win you better elbow somebody next to you and say it not matter where you at you gonna win i I don't care if you get a minimum wage job, baby, in three months, you'll be promoted to where you run running the company. I don't care if you get fired, God says, I'll have you set up your own business and make it happen for yourself. You are empowered. Then it means to be great. Then it means to be abundant. Then it means to prosper. Then it means to salute. You will be recognized and honored it means that everything will eventually end in life somebody say that's the blessing blessing. first message of this series was choose the blessing this must be chosen and it's connected to your obedience obedience to what look at me his word do not get so fixated on trying to hear what he's saying that you don't do what he said Christians always want a fresh word and you ain't done the existing word. You always want a new prophecy and you haven't obeyed the previous prophecy. Can I tell you something? For some of you like God, it seems like God is silent. Let me tell you why. Because God says, I have nothing to say until you obey what I said. In the military, the last directive stands until you get a new one. Which means for some of you like God, what am I supposed to do? What did I already say? It's quiet in here. But then you can choose the curse. The curse, it means, watch me, that you are a bait. You live in abatement. That means that you're made less and you're reduced. It means you're made bright or you get attention for negative reasons. In fact, when you choose the curse and that's operating in your life, you will never get credit for the good you do. See, for some of you, like, nobody pays attention to the good I do. That's not an indictment on them. That's an indictment on your choice. The curse won't let you be made bright for your good stuff. It only lets you be made right for your negative stuff. And pay attention. It's not just other people. Look at me. You will only see your negative stuff. The only stuff you will see that you do is you will only see the negative things that you do. You won't see that you're a curse breaker. You won't see that you're the first to do this, that, and the other. You'll only see your negative. Look at me. How many of you can be honest that sometimes you're your worst critic? Can I tell you what that's indicating? It means that there's something you have to break. And watch me, it's Thanksgiving Eve. For some of you, you just need to look back on your 24, 34, 54, 74, 84, 26, however many years you've been on the earth. And say, you know what? There's a lot of bright things that God has done in my life and the truth is if it had not been for the lord that was on my side i would not even be here and from this day forward i make a conscious choice not to focus on the negative parts but to focus on the parts where god got the glory i i need to check this room and make sure i got a room full and i got digital campuses that are full of people that can say god i am grateful and I'm thankful if that's you, I'm about to give you five seconds to worship and give God a thanksgiving praise. Go five, four, come on, three. You didn't get here on your own. You didn't make it on your own. This isn't because of your goodness. Somebody say, it's all God. I- then the curse. The curse means to be brought uh, uh, into, bring into contempt. You will feel worthless. You will treat things as they are worthless. I've talked these in depth before, so that's why I'm moving through them quickly now. Watch me. Then it means um, that you will. The next one. It means that you will uh, live in a state of being accursed. What does that mean? It means every area of your life will end up in destruction, misery, or evil. Here's how you know a curse is working: that there are no happy endings. Everything always ends in destruction, misery, or evil. Do not think that longevity means success. Mm. Why? Because longevity can simply mean that you are married to misery. Let's talk. You only have one of three places that you can end up when a curse has been chosen. As you end up in destruction, misery, or evil. What is evil? It means that things are contrary to you. It means that thing, you will run to what's bad for you and then wonder why it didn't work. You will run to who's bad for you and wonder why they didn't change. Let's go. Despise. This means you will look down on things and you will be looked down on. Then it means trifling. Everything is trivial. You treat everything like it's not a big deal. That's not a personality type. That's a curse revealer. People that say, but well, I just ain't nothing that important to me. Um, okay, well, no, that, that's revealing that there's a curse. If you're not passionate about anything, you'll never live with purpose for anything. Let's go. Everything eventually ends in death. All right? Both of these have to be what? Chosen. So what do we learn? Proverbs 26:2. The curse causeless shall not come. And we've learned that there are two causes of curses in your life number one generational curses destructive patterns of behavior that are passed down and around i taught you from the book of numbers the bible said while god forgives that he does not clear the guilt what does that mean that god says even though you're forgiven the curse is now in motion and it has a right to remain in your bloodline in your family tree for three to four generations unless there's a you And what are you? You are the curse breaker. See, for some of you, this curse thought it was going to win. It thought it was going to carry out and keep going. And then you were born. Watch me. This is why you've been attacked since you were a little child. Why? Because the enemy said, wait a minute, there must be something about this one. There must be something about this one. Somebody say, I'm the one. You're the Joseph in your bloodline. That even when your brothers try to throw you in a pit, that God will raise you up out of that pit and take you from a pit to the palace. I wish I had somebody that knew you are the one. And for some of you, this holiday season is going to reveal to you the generational curses that have been in operation in your bloodline because you're going to come around it and they're going to be uncomfortable around you. And I need you not to come down or back down or try to minimize the fact that you're the curse breaker. Watch their facial expressions. Mm. Watch their words. They ain't even going to be able to sit at the same table as you. They're going to go to the kitty table and they groan. Why? Because you when you're cursed to be around a curse breaker, it literally will agitate what it is that's going on around them. And I give you Bible to back that up. The man I've been teaching about the last few weeks, the gathering demoniac, this man. What did he say when Jesus showed up? He says, Jesus, son of the most high God, why are you interfering with me? Pay attention. Jesus, the curse breaker, did not come for him. He came to him. Which means the very presence of Jesus, the very presence of a curse breaker will agitate those that are cursed. And for some of you, I need you to be okay with the fact that everybody in your bloodline is not going to like it and you need to be okay with it. That people are going to talk about you. Yeah, what are you learning over there at that church? The Bible, baby. And maybe you can learn something too. Second, second. Um, cause of a curse is generation generated curses. Mark seven and thirteen, making the word of God of no effect through your traditions, which boils down to your words and your actions. Both of those are what choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say choices. choices. You choose what to say. You choose what to do. The devil didn't make you do it. Your mama didn't make you do it. Your, she make me do. She didn't make you do nothing. He make me act this way. You that week? I thought you were more than a conqueror. I thought you were a gladiator. Hear somebody next to you say, "Nobody makes you do anything." No. He says, and many such things you've handed down. So generated curses become generational curses because what happens is mama does it. Now mama passes it down to daughter. Mama passes it down to son. They see her do it. They watch her do it, but it's spiritual. They don't even have to watch her. When she does it, it has a right to remain in the bloodline. He says, and many such things you've handed down, and many such things you do. Here's the real deal. You can boil the cause of any curse down to this. Dishonor. You, you can boil it all down to what? If you want, because this, this is a tapestry of a subject. It's layered. There's so many layers. The gathering demoniac had 2,000 curses he was dealing with. Somebody said, That's a lot, a lot of curses. Now, y'all didn't say it like I said it. Say, That's a lot of curses. Lot of curses. Y'all went a little too high, but I'll take it. A little too high. That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Wait, watch me. It only seems overwhelming to be the curse breaker if you don't boil it down. You got you to boil it down. It all boils down to dishonor. Now, I could give you a real deep Hebrew definition of dishonor. I could go real deep and biblical. I could do that. I ain't going to do it. I'm gonna give you the hood 2.0 version. You dissed honor. Y'all remember uh, in school when you would diss people and you'd say, Your mama. And they'd be, Your mama saw this, your mama saw that, your mama saw this, your mama saw that. Your mama. I always advise people not to do that with me because I said, I'm gonna take this as literal and this is gonna turn into not a game. Because that one, I'll cut you over. <laughs> I'll cut you over that one. And then come preach like I didn't cut you. While wiping blood off my hands. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But you mean, you would this, You would this, You go back and forth. You find something to diss people. You find something to diss people. About. To dishonor means this. It means that, because honor is, watch me, honor, proof of honor is adaptation. So, the root boiled down cause of every curse is that you refused to adapt. You refused to change your words and your actions. So what it happens is, is that you began to diss because you thought you were able to dismiss. Now realizing that what you dissed, you're unable to dismiss because what you dissed is what God said to do. I ain't even going to give you Hebrew or Greek right there. So we're going to keep it real simple. Say dishonor. dishonor. Dishonor has become a norm in American culture. Dishonor has become a norm. And the Bible says in Romans 13, it says, render all to, the, to them their due. Honor to whom honor, reverence to whom reverence, custom to whom custom. And I've taught you about honor before. Now, now this, is, this, is, this is important. That's not the nature in which God made us. He didn't make you to be dishonorable. He didn't make you to be disrespectful. He didn't make you to hear the word and go home and say, I ain't doing that. Because I know what some of y'all are thinking, Bishop, I'm honorable, baby, bye. Because here's honor. When I hear the truth, I don't negotiate with the truth. I do the truth. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Say, I'm the curse breaker. All right. So let's look. So let's look. So let's look. But God didn't create us to be dishonorable. In fact, God has called us to be ladies and gentlemen. What does the word lady and gentleman mean? It means an honorable man or woman. Bishop, how in the world do you know that? It's in the Bible, Psalm 8 and 5. Yet you have made him a little lower than God. Stop. Now, some translations say you made him, talking about us, man, a little lower than the angels. But that's not what the original text says. The original text says exactly what's here in the Amplified. That we are made, watch me, not lower than angels. Angels are sent to serve us. We are made a little lower than God himself. All right, I need you to pay attention. You have made him, somebody said that's me. A little lower than God. And you have crowned him with two things, glory and honor. Which means it is not in our, watch me, spiritual nature to be cursed. It's not in our spiritual nature to be dishonorable. That's not in our spiritual nature because God says, when I made you, watch me, boo, I put a crown on you. Elbow somebody next to you, say there's a crown on you, there's a crown. And that crown is glory and honor. What is glory? That means you've got weight. That means you've got influence. But what is honor? God says that you adapt and you adjust when I say to. Because all of the curses, and we went through the list, y'all. We went through the whole list. That list of curses, y'all remember the list? I ain't going to run through the list tonight, but that list was no joke. That whole list, that whole list of curses, what was amazing about it is God says, all of this will come upon you if you don't do what I say. Let's just let that settle for a moment. We're about to go up. But let's just let that settle. Give me some settling music. Just let it settle on you. Just settle. 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 Smooth jazz. 95.7. Watch <laughs> I me. Mean, look, look, look. God says... Look at me. Everybody, look at me. You are where you are because of what you dishonored. You are where you are because of what you honored. Both of those are choices. And God says, I've made you to be, ladies and gentlemen, you're not trash. You've had failures, but you're not a failure. You've made mistakes, but you're not a mistake. You wanted to snap, crackle, and pop, and to God be the glory, you only snapped. You didn't crackle or pop. Now think about this, all right? Y'all ready? Think about this. God says, I didn't make you to dishonor me. So when you do it, it's not in your spiritual nature to do it. So something in you should feel off. Even if you've never specifically been taught that, something in you should say, "Ah." Say, I'm a lady or whatever you are, lady or gentleman, whatever you are, say what you are. I'm a... An honorable woman or man. This is how God made you. And He put a crown on your head. Why? Wow, Revelation 5:10. You are king and a priest. Said, there's a crown on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We're almost done, yeah. Come on, somebody said, there's a crown on my head. Here's what will happen: life will try to knock that crown off of you. So then what will happen is you stop, watch me walking in honor and glory. Put put a hat on, put a hat on, put a hat on. Oh, there's a crown right here. There's a crown right here. There's a crown right here. Come on, come on, team. Y'all was on it. All right, here we go. Come, Come here, come here. Is this gonna fit? That'll work. There's a crown. It's a crown. This is how God made you. He didn't make you to be what people threw on you. He didn't make you to be what people said. You're gonna be like this, you're gonna be, no. God says, when I made you, I put a crown on you. And I crowned you with glory and honor. Somebody say, I have a crown on my head. Here's what happens, though. As you go through life, life pushes you around. And as life pushes you around, as life knocks you around, all of a sudden, the crown that was on your head is on the floor. So you stop walking in glory and honor, and you become dishonorable. So now your choice of your words reflects the lack of your crown. Now the choice of your actions reflects the lack of your crown. Y'all not listening to what I'm saying. So, so, so God says, I got a crown on you. But what happens is the enemy will introduce you. He'll introduce you, watch me, to places like he did. Have a seat. He'll introduce you to places like he did. Watch me with the gathering demoniac where he says, let me entertain you with some dead stuff. Let me entertain you with some dead people. Watch me, who going to come to you with dead conversation. I'm going to come to you with dead stuff. Come set this up here. I'm going to uh, serve you with dead stuff, dead information, dead conversation, and all of that. Watch me. He says, If I can get you distracted, then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a pig. The Bible says, Do not cast your pearls before swine. He says, Let me get you to give your crown. Let me see if I can get you to get around some gutter people that speak gut. Let me get you around some dishonorable people that are going to make you think it's okay to be that way. It's okay to act that way. And now your crown is on them. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, but I'm not that. Come on. Whether you're a lady or a gentleman, just look at them and tell them, whichever one you are. I'm a, Come on, tell them, I'm a gentleman, I'm an honorable man, and I'm going to keep my crown on my head. he'll lullaby you. Before you know it, you'll be chained like that man was and, and, and you didn't lost your mind. Your whole mind. And in your pursuit to be free, you don't even realize you're a prisoner. Because the Gadarene demoniac, he was uncontrollable. He said, even when he was bound with chains, nobody... Control him. I want you to think about the man's environment. He was around the tombs. His only friends were pigs. You know what's interesting? Sometimes in in, in the scripture, a pig is referred to, you ready? As a sow. Sow is the appropriate way to pronounce it. But I wanted to say it that way to keep your point. Because now you're misdirecting your seed. And so you spent years throwing seed to a sow. And you called it sowing. And God says, no, what you did is not look. Everything, toe up, they got your crown, you bound, you're not honorable anymore. You don't pray like you used to. Don't worship like you used to. Don't listen to the word like you used to. Don't do anything the way that you used to do it. And you're trying to figure out what's going on in my life. And God is saying, "Hello, your crown is missing." And when somebody next to you say, "Where's your crown?" Where's crown? See, this is what it boils down to: to choose the blessing or the curse. It boils down to. It boils down to this. To this. Honor. The Lord says, if you do what I say, I got you. But if you don't, he you kind of look your upper side. And here's what he looks at his people and says He says, and my people aren't living to the fullness of what they could. And they blaming the devil, they blaming what happened to them. It's blame of everybody else. And God says, but I gave you the crown. Which means if I gave it to you, the only way it's not on you is you took it off. And I need you to make this declaration. I got two messages left in this series. And I need you to break every curse that's been in operation in your life. Say tonight. I put my crown back on. You may have took an L, but baby, you about to bounce back. You maybe were discouraged, but you about to bounce back. You maybe felt like it wasn't going to turn for you, but you about to bounce back. You maybe thought this is too overwhelming, God. I'll never be able to do it, but you about to b- You're about to get your crown back. Somebody say, I'm crowned with glory and honor. Come on, say it like an army. Say, I'm crowned, with glory and honor. I'm crowned with glory and honor. There are three, 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 three characteristics of a lady or a gentleman, an honorable man. Because this is what's going to help you to choose the blessing. These three traits. You ready for the first one? Number one, you have to be teachable. If you think you know everything, that's all you're going to know. Somebody say, I'm teachable. Mark 4, 25. For whoever has a teachable heart, what does heart mean in the Bible? Mind. To him, more understanding will be given. And whoever does not have a yearning for the truth, even what he has will be taken away from him. You all have lived around people who had crowns, who gave crowns up. And in giving their crowns up, they don't even yearn for the Lord anymore. And they blaming church. It ain't church. They they blaming the pastor. It ain't the pastor. They blaming people. It ain't people. They blaming Corona. It ain't Corona or Heineken or... Name another one. Stella. Stella. There's a Stella? Wow. Okay, I just thought she got a groove back. I didn't know she was a bear. Listen. All right. Look at me. Look at me. Now look at me," he says. He says, "And if you don't yearn to be teachable, even what you do know, what you do have, it'll be taken from you." Now I just I'm gonna let that settle. We're about to go up. We're doing good. Right? Say I'm teachable. I'm teachable. When you stop being teachable, you're going to start drifting. And then you'll turn. What did the scripture say in Deuteronomy? But if you turn away from me, that says because you stopped, you thought could nobody teach you nothing. You didn't even go back to look at the replay. Y'all like go talk. You didn't even listen to the podcast. You, you didn't hop on the previews and you're saying, God, what's going on? God is saying you're not teachable anymore. So because you're not teachable anymore, even what you do know, you're gonna act like you don't. But say, Lord I, Lord, I remain teachable. What does this mean? Every day I'm a student. Every day I'm a student. Every day I'm a student. This is how I live. This is how I operate. This is how I move because I remain teachable. Ladies and gentlemen are teachable. Let me tell you what will we'll, we'll stop making you teachable. Your pride. And here's why you have to stay as a student, because when you feel like, well, I should know that by now, what you're doing is you're placing the expectation of being an expert on yourself. So what happens is, is that, well, I should already be past this. Well, baby, you're not, so baby, bye. Let's deal with it. Elba, okay. somebody next to you, say, let's deal with it. Let's deal with this. Let's do it. So, 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 so when you remain as a student, watch me, you don't get mad if you get a grade wrong on the paper why I'm not the teacher. And since I'm not the teacher. I don't beat myself up because I made a mistake. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I need you to stop kicking your... St- Stop kicking yourself, and I need you to get up and remain teachable. If I'm talking to you right now, I need you to hop up one time and just turn around. Why? You're not about to beat yourself up. You will remain teachable. At home, pop up and turn around. You will remain teachable. Say it, I will remain teachable. You're not an expert, and I know your friend group says you are. They run to you for everything, and that made you think you didn't need to be taught anymore. I know your family runs to you for everything, and that made you think that you were the sage and didn't need to be taught anymore. But you're going to start drifting. Put that scripture up from Deuteronomy 11. He says, but if you turn aside, Deuteronomy 11:28. 28. But if you turn aside, watch me, from the way, look at me. God says, you turned aside from my way. And you cannot separate God from his ways. Just like you can't separate Thanksgiving from macaroni and cheese. It's not to be done. Don't do it. I don't care what they tell you. We going vegan. Well, you better make me one. I don't. <laughs> Let me show up. It ain't no macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Local bishop drives his car through a house. I'm just, I'm just playing. I cancel that in Jesus' name. I rebuke that, Jesus. I don't. Oh, forgive me, Jesus. My petition. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You cannot separate God from His ways. God says, you turned aside from my way because you stopped being teachable. You stopped saying, okay, let me listen to be corrected versus I know what he's about to say. Let me listen to be corrected versus I know where this is going. And not just in church, but in life. You, You walk into the room with an arrogance like you're the expert. God says this is why you started to turn and this is how you go from choosing the blessing to choosing the curse because you stop being teachable. Open your mouth and say I'm teachable. I'm teachable. Here's the second characteristic. We almost done. It's only three. Trustworthy. You started getting a little deceitful. Mm. Say I'm Trustworthy. Come on, uh, Wednesday. Come on online. Say, I'm trustworthy. trustworthy. We often say, trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Question. Can God trust? You know you can trust him. Let me prove it to you. Has he ever failed you? Did you die when your actions deserved? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Let's have testimony service. Did he leave you out there when he could have left you out there? When you threw it away and messed it up, didn't he step in and make a way out of nowhere? I just need to check this building and check online to make sure there's some people that can testify that he's proven himself to be trustworthy. Open your mouth. Somebody say, he's proven himself. He's proven himself. Like Christian, this is hard to trust the Lord. How? Tell me when he failed. Tell me when he was late. Tell me when he had a 90 day no pay. Tell me when he had a charge off. Tell me No, no, no. Check his credit. Because even though, watch me, old saints used to say it like this. Even though he didn't come when you wanted him to come. I got some witnesses in here tonight. Wasn't he still? Oh, you ain't living under a bridge. You ain't sitting in a hospital bed. You're not hooked up to a ventilator. That's why the Bible says that everything that have breath, praise the Lord. He's proven himself. Question, have you? Have you proven yourself trustworthy? Look at the word, worthy of trust. What does trust mean? I can invest something in you. I can give you something. I can Put something in your hands and trust that you're going to make it better than what I gave it to you. I can empower you and trust that you're going to do something with it and not make it about you. Look at the scripture from Jeremiah. Jeremiah says this. He says, Cursed is he who does the work of the Lord with slackness. Uh Uh-oh. And cursed is he who keeps back his sword from bloodshed. What does the second part mean? His instruction required some things to die. And because his instruction required some things to die, people got slack because they didn't want to kill what needed to die in themselves. So it's easy when I'm preaching and you can think about your husband need to do this, your wife need to do this, your spouse, but it's a whole nother level of word when you feel like I think he's talking to me. The Holy Ghost is absolutely up in your business. Who he talking about? The Holy Ghost is talking to you. Somebody say, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. He says, cursed is the one if you handle the Lord's work with slackness. He says, curse is the one who won't kill what must die in them. They've proven they're not trustworthy. Because the moment the assignment becomes too bloody, you can have it, God. And God says, oh, this what we're doing? When you, when, you, when you were down here, and you begged me, and I brought you out, you didn't care what you had to do. But now that you feel like I'm good now, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Now that you feel like I'm good now, God is like, oh. So you don't want to cut no more? Give me my He-Man sword. You don't want to cut no more? It's right over there by the door. Um, you, you, you don't want to do it anymore because it's difficult? Because it's painful? Watch me. Because it's making you confront you? Because it's uncomfortable? Watch me. Because it's, look at me, look at me. Because it's heavy? And now, watch me. You used to call it a blessing. Now you look at it as a burden. But the only reason you look at it as a burden is, is, is because, because you didn't want to Pick it up. Use the strength you had to cut what needed to be cut in you. Somebody say, I'm a curse breaker. This is a lifestyle. Which means I have to repeatedly hear these messages. And while I want to use them on somebody else, I got to Bible says if your left hand calls you to sin, cut it off. I got to say, okay, wait a minute, God. So it ain't everybody else that's the problem. (sighs) So it ain't the distraction, it's the fact that I let it distract me that's the problem. Look at me. God says, you haven't proven yourself trustworthy and ladies and gentlemen are trustworthy if i give it to them they're going to make it happen i need you to prophesy out to the person next to you say not only are you teachable type this on screen say but you're trustworthy too say you keep your word come on y'all say you do what you say you're going to do say and not only can you trust god say but i'm proud of how you handled your last test Because God now can trust you. Come on Wednesday. Somebody say, Lord, you can trust me. Even if it's bloody, you can trust me. Even if it's heavy, you can trust me. Even if I don't want to do it, you can trust me. Even if it's difficult, you can trust me. Even if I got to cry some tears, you can trust me. Even if it makes me want to holler, you can trust me. This is the last thing ladies and gentlemen are last thing ladies and gentlemen are last thing ladies and gentlemen are you ready they're thankful christians please please hear me with love i love you christians can sometimes be the biggest complainers I ain't thankful for nothing. Mm. That's all they did. Mm. (laughs) Well, why? I ain't going to say nothing. Mm. Well, I just don't. Mm. (laughs) Well, it just feel like. mm. Mm, mm. (laughs) Listen. Christians can be complainers. Like, if you read in the Bible, the children of Israel, the way they complain, like, if you were God, you'd literally just, you know what? And it got so bad one time, God says, they think I don't listen. Like, can we be honest? Sometimes when we're complaining, we think, well, I didn't say it around nobody. God is like, I was standing, right? <laughs> How many can be honest in the last 11 months you've had some complaining watch me minutes hours days weeks months for some of y'all the first 11 have been one continuous complaint like <laughs> every day is something mm. still living in Denver <laughs> mm. it's snowing mm. these people mm. this that. And God says, When are you going to be thankful? Because I told you, I prepared the table for you. But I prepared it for you in the presence, Moody's, in the presence of your enemies. And so, look at me. God says, while you're complaining about your enemies, that's proof you're at the table. What's the enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. So while you're complaining about the things that oppose your forward progress, God says, but that's proof you're at the table. But rather than being thankful you're at the table, you're complaining because of your enemy. It got so bad one day. It got so bad one day. The God said to Moses, He said, You know what? I'm done. He said, Tell them. I like how God does. God said, Tell them that for every day they complained, they're going to spend a year in the wilderness. And since they said, I'm about to give them everything I heard them say. Since they said they were going to die in the wilderness, tell them all, get their wheels ready. Because they're about to die in the wilderness. Because they, look at me, look at me, look at me. Because they said, because they said, we're going to die in the wilderness, that's exactly what I'm going to make happen for them. Everything I heard them say, I'm going to give them. Would you complain if you knew God heard it as prayer? We're about to go up, but I just got to, would you complain if God was like, oh, so nothing ever works for you? That's your confession? This is what we're saying now? See, you turned, and you didn't even know you were turning. You came to church and still turn. You worship, but you still t- You on prayer every Monday before I get on you in the comments waiting. Hey, Bishop, when you get here, I'll be here waiting on you in prayer. But you turned. And God says, you refuse to wear your crown and you refuse to be a lady or a gentleman and you sitting up here acting like I'm a deadbeat dad. So everything you complain about, I'm going to give you. Because while you just thought, I'm just having a moment. God says, I just heard prayer. And since you just prayed, see, this is going to change how you talk. That was when you said, it's going to change how you talk. Because all of that, I wish this, I wish that, all that, that's for the end tonight. Matter of fact, lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke. Come on, say it. Say, I rebuke. Complaining, backbiting, murmuring, unthankfulness. Come on. Somebody say, I am thankful. Look at this scripture. Look at this last scripture. We out. Philippians 4 6. Do not be anxious. This is why you complain. You're so anxious. You're anxious. He says, do not be anxious or worried about what? Anything. If I look at me, say, I'm not supposed to worry. About anything. How many of you, come on, let's go. Let's be real. How many of you tonight, there's some stuff you, you came in here worried about? It. You logged in, worried about it. You were like, hmm. can I tell you how I know? Because it's revealed in your worship. Your worry shows in your worship. Because watch me. Because then it turns into a concert, not worship. It turns into... Because your worry won't let you release. (laughs) When it's time to pray, you're like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to what? Yes to his will. Yes to his way. Yes, Lord, I'll obey. God's like, no, you're not. You know you're lying. You ain't obeyed me since 94. You ready we're done you ready he says do not worry or be anxious about anything or we might say i will not be worried but in everything check this out no matter what situation i find myself in every circumstance every situation here's how i'm gonna handle it by prayer and petition here go with thanksgiving let me see if i can help you I don't care if I find myself in the middle of a stressful situation. I don't care if I find myself in the middle of something that I've never dealt with before. Here's how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to pray about it. And watch me. I'm going to put some thanks behind it. I'm going to pray about it. And I'm going to put some thanksgiving behind it. Watch me. I will not complain. Why? He's proven himself to be trustworthy. He's proven himself to be reliable. He's proven himself. Look at this. He says, with prayer and petition, and thanksgiving. Say, so put some thanks behind it. God's like, you want people to tell you the good stuff you do. God says, can you tell me what I've done? You want everybody to praise, criticize, praise you. And God says, all you do is criticize, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God says, "This is simple, but see, this is this is how this is how you begin to turn back. This is how you don't turn away." God says, "Stop being so worried. Your worry is not going to change anything. You be worried about stuff ain't going to change nothing. I'm just so worried about what they're going to say. They're going to say what they're going to say. I'm just so worried about that I passing out. Baby, the test is over now. They are grading it now, so you worried about it ain't to... Gonna... I'm just, I'm, I'm just so worried. Am I going to get approved or not? Listen, baby, is it green or red? You ready? He says, but in everything. In everything. In. Now, what does everything mean in Hebrew? Everything. What does everything mean in Greek? Everything. He says, but in everything, with prayer and petition, what does that mean? He just says with prayer and thanksgiving. Pay attention. For some, here's what's been lacking in your prayer: you're not thankful. So you know why you're worried? Because you're not thankful. See, when you're thankful, you will start looking and saying, you know what? Well, look. Because you, you shouldn't have worried. Well, so uh, and so coming, or not? But when you're thankful, you're going to say, Well, whoever's at the table, I'm grateful they're at the table. <laughs> but I'm just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And, and, and when you're thankful, you're like, Uh uh-uh, uh, but look at what I have. <laughs> Worry makes you focus on what you don't have. Thankfulness says, But I'm grateful for what I do have. Somebody say, I'm thankful. How we're going to end this experience. You ready? Yes, Can I get you to just close your eyes for a second in the building and online? I'm about to be like Pharaoh and let God's people go. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Say, Father, forgive me for turning because I wasn't teachable, trustworthy thankful. But I declare tonight I turn back. I'm teachable. I'm trustworthy. And I'm thankful. You've been good. Better to me. Come on, y'all say it. Better to me than I've been to myself. I will not live in worry. It can't change anything. It can't fix anything. So I won't live there. I live in a place called I'm thankful. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at in this building or online, this is your moment. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure tonight is your night. If you're at home, when I count to three, I just want you to do the hand wave emoji or say, It's me. In the building, I just want you to raise your hand. This is your moment. You're not watching this by accident. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. In the building, on three hands up, online, do the hand wave emoji or say, It's me. One, God's coming to get you tonight. He's not mad at you, He's not upset with you. He just says, I need you to stay in those three places. Teachable, trustworthy, and thankful. One, two, three. If that's you in this building, raise your hand. Online, do that hand with the emoji or say, it's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Wednesday. I need you to celebrate the decisions that are being made right now. Everybody, everybody, do this with me. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for never giving up on me. I give you my life from this day forward. Give me the grace to run this race. In Jesus' name. I'm thankful, trustworthy, teachable. That's the life of a curse breaker that's the life of a curse breaker i put my crown back on glory and honor in jesus name can you release a praise in the atmosphere right there come on wednesday come on ladies and gentlemen come on ladies and gentlemen come on ladies and gentlemen gentlemen. i need you to let god know you're thankful we're about to go But I need you to let God know that you're thankful. I need you to let God know that you're thankful. I need you to let God know you're thankful. Look at me. You should have died. Because the wages of sin is but God. You should be a statistic right now. But God. I'm about to give you an opportunity to do two things. One, um, first let me say this. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or you recommitted yourself to the Lord, you're now sure. Text the word decision to the phone number eight seven seven five five two four seven four six. that's on the screen.
1: Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash gives. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
0: We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts.